Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. First, I want to get back to the teaching uh, in Irish schools going back many, many years ago before we had uh, the legal ban on corporal punishment back in the 80s. Now, although there's some people said that teachers were still beating people up to the late 80s, but it probably didn't happen because some of them you just couldn't take the ruler out of their hand. But the argument is, should people be able to take a case, a criminal case against teachers who beat them at the time? And I want to hear your stories because for young people listening and younger people listening, and I know our, de- our demographic at the radio station is, is a lot older, but for the younger people who do listen to the show, maybe they don't know or don't understand what it was like to go to school in Ireland from, say, 1950, which people are still alive. We're talking about people who are still alive, 1940, 1950, right up to kind of the 1990s. What it was like in this country to be in school and to be beaten unless you knew or got your homework right or knew what you were being told. Now, we started the conversation yesterday and we talked to Kieran and I wanted to bring him back on because I didn't want to rush him. And Kieran went through a terrible ordeal in school. Kieran, nice to talk to you again. Hey, Noel, how are you doing? Uh, and Kieran, I'm sorry for cutting you a little bit short yesterday, but unfortunately, the, oh, no, 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 the restrictions no, no. of radio shows were limited by time, no, no. unfortunately, like everything else. Um, Kieran, just to remind people again, so you, when you were in school, for those who weren't listening yesterday, um, you were sexually, physically, mentally, and mentally, physically, psychologically and abused. And physically, yes. And mentally, and physically abused. Yeah. Okay, and, and to remind people again, the age you were at when most of this was happening, what age were you when that, what, what age group well, were you? Well, I was in infants, I would have been, I would have been on six or seven, I was leaving that noel, yeah. um, with the nuns, and um, I mean, that was that was a horrible ordeal with, with that, I mean, um, I was just terrified, uh, Every day I'd gone to school, being dragged down my desk by the hair and he had bed off the blackboard um, every day. And as I said to you yesterday, when my brother came up because... That's right, your brother um, came up one day, kicked the door in yeah. and had to go with the teacher, gave him a slap. No, 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 that was another story. No, no, oh, no, oh that, that, was a, that was a different person I was on yesterday, yeah. No, yeah. because um, as I said to you, my parents, uh, it, like, when I was very young, they, were, they, they split up and I'd no one to speak. So I asked my brother to come up and he came up, and as soon as he left, she just grabbed me by the hair. I'll never, ever forget this. Straight up and spit me head off the blackboard. I was terrified. I mean, how dare, how dare she do that and mm-hmm. get away with it? Yeah. But even now, I mean, the nuns, and I don't want to go into it. Look what happened to St. Martin's nursing home. And now it's a different thing. Yeah. People just try out in the street uh, without any redundancy. They won't even speak with that. I mean, how dare they? people, I mean, for me years ago, the way the way I was treated and how, how dare they treat people like that today and get away with it. I mean, nobody, as, as I said to you, I went to a solicitor um, and they, uh, they said, yeah, I looked, but I had a quick look at this yesterday when you were telling me about the, the, the law of limitations of actions, what they call, is what it's called. Um, and I'm looking here, There's a there was a paper released uh, back in August 2000, which was first published, and it was called uh, The Law of Limitation of Actions Arising from Non-Sexual Abuse of Children. Okay, so basically what this law was put in place for was to stop children, I, I assume, suing their parents, <laughs> probably more so than anything else, because as we all yeah. know, our parents would give us a bit of a hiding every now and again in those days too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was mainly the reason for that piece of legislation. Uh, but I, I don't 
maybe I'm wrong, and maybe a good solicitor, if they're listening, can give us a call and let us know how the statute yeah. of limitations works when it comes to the kind of physical abuse that children put up with. Because if we did have a statute of limitations, I don't think last week uh, they would have mentioned, the state would have mentioned that they are considering criminal actions against perpetrators of crimes against people in the mother and baby homes. But Noel, I think only stand in court and say that this didn't happen. It did happen. It's real. This happened. And I mean, even from me... Well, yeah, yeah, but it's always going to be one person's word against the other. But the way these yeah, things yeah. work is, and I know the way they worked it with the, the Ryan report, the Murphy report, and all the other reports that come out in relation to the yeah. sexual abuse of children, the way it worked was is once you had collaborating stories. So, you know, if Kieran went about a particular yeah, nun or a particular Christian brother or, or lay teacher, um, and yeah. a lot of other people complained about the same person with the same MO, if you know what I mean, the same story, yeah, well, then yeah. it becomes believable. You know what yeah. I mean? But, I mean, well, the, the, the knock-on effects, I mean, from me, uh, uh, from school, I mean, I, I had a, it, it was just horrible. I mean, I got married in 1985. I couldn't open up to my wife. I couldn't tell her what happened. And it was finally too late. I mean, my marriage broke up. I lost my house. I lost everything. Um, and did, it, did that give you, like, an insecurity kind of complex? Did you have, like, did it damage, it damage your self-confidence, well, obviously? I, I, I just, I'm, I'm a quiet person, Noel. I... I don't trust anybody. Everything I do, everything on my own. Like, I'd be very, very careful speaking to anybody. And uh, I mean, it just had a knock-on effect on mm-hmm. life with, with regards to trust with anything and anybody. Um, I, I do believe what happens to you in your childhood can have a massive effect on your life. Absolutely, oh, no, there is no doubt about yeah, it. Terrible. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I mean, for out there, um, never ever to the people discover you know what people have went through in their life. Mm-hmm. Like some people would say, "Oh, he's an ignorant pig," or whatever. That I mean, he can't judge people like that. Nobody knows what I've been through in my life, and um, and I mean, um, I just want to thank you for letting me uh, get some of my story out. But I mean, um, as I say, the, the knock-on effect just not just for me, for everybody that was around me, right? This has affected me. And and for people listening yesterday and today to you, although we although you told us one or two bits and pieces yesterday of what happened and what they what they did to you, it's very difficult for us to understand that. And I know because I've been in that situation, Kieran, as well in in the De La Salle when I was in the De La Salle with Christian Brothers, they were animals. And as well in primary school, I had one particular teacher who was a very difficult man, a very angry man with serious angry anger issues. And you know what I wondered too, Kieran, this man who was a teacher in my primary school, he had children. And I used to wonder, you know, because he used to knock the heads off us all day long, you know, when we were seven or eight years of age, did he he do that to his own children, I wonder? And I'm assuming he must have. I must have thought it was acceptable to beat children. Or or maybe they didn't. Maybe they just thought it was acceptable to beat other people's children. I I don't know. Well, you you, you, like, for my situation, you try to sit down with someone and try and tell them your story. They say, ah, he's bleeding, boy. There's something wrong with him. And then... uh, uh, like, like, even when I, the solicitor that I had, he's telling me that this didn't happen to me. If this happened, um, like, it's statute barred. And I said, like, yeah, well, okay, just to remind people who didn't hear you yesterday, so you went to a solicitor because obviously you know who the individuals are. You don't actually know whether they're, alive, they're still alive or not. Um, no. But you, you wanted to see, could you take a case against them, a criminal case against them for what they yeah, did to you? Yeah. Uh, just for justice. And, and you're right, by the way. I believe you're right. Some people wouldn't agree so, but I believe you're right. And really, yeah, he it, said to you that he believes it was statute barred, statute, and you can't. Statute barred. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah. Okay, okay. You, well, you can't take a case. Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually went to see another solicitor, and they were willing to take the case on. 
but they wanted me to pay them. He wanted me to pay him seven grand to hand over my paperwork. I mean, I, I don't know where, where I would go with this, but at the end of the day, uh, money doesn't bring happiness. I'm just happy that you let me on your show to tell people some of my story because um, I mean, I'm 57 now, so. And does it make, does, do you do you feel better? I, I I know you're on the radio telling everybody about it, which is great, by the way, and, and well done to you, by the way, Kieran, that you're able to talk yeah. about it now, and I think that helps too. But does it, does it help you? I mean, yesterday after the show, did you reflect a little bit more on it? Or yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 good that uh, people know what what did happen, and I mean, it was bad to be uh, sexually abused and then to be made stand against the wall, and I mean, for an hour, you no. Know, and, and then be getting boxed in the head, clapping in the head, and I mean being called the dunce, and then the knock-on effect was that. Then again, what's, well, what stuck with me yesterday after because we were talking about it myself and Ash uh, and Ruth were talking about it afterwards uh, and empathising with your situation, Kieran. And what struck me was the part when you told us that these guys would put uh, he would put his hand down your pants and, and, yeah, te- and tell yeah. you to look. Uh, but but here's uh, the, the, the disturbing part. It was disturbing enough that he was sexually abusing you, but while he was doing that, telling you to look at a holy statue. Holy statue. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's just disturbed. That just shows you how d- disturbed yeah. these individuals were. Oh, no. I mean, as I say, like, when my marriage finished in 1989, I, I, told, like, I, I told my wife, and she said, Karen, why? Sorry. It's okay. It's all right, Karen. She said, like, why didn't you tell me? Wouldn't you tell me this? I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, I, I just couldn't. So I tried to commit suicide. And um, I was found uh, where I lived. And I was found. I was actually gone. I was dead. And they got me back. And it was just... Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you didn't succeed. And I'm glad you're still with us today, Kieran, talking about it. And I'm glad, was, you're, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're able to face it now as well. Yeah, so I, I'm glad yeah. you. And, and I know, I know, Ashton was talking to yesterday about a support group off air. She was talking to you about a support group as well. Um, that, yeah. and, I, and I'll give people information on that a bit later on. Actually, maybe if other people are interested as well in relation to we, that. There are we, support groups out there for people like yourself, people who may have been sexually or physically abused that, that can help you. You know, and, and point you at least in the right direction to talk to somebody. I try not to, um, to go to groups or stuff like that. No, if, if, if I have to deal with something, I'm going to deal with myself. And mm-hmm. um, like uh, regarding um, mental, mental, like I try and I took a box when I was very young, and I've been doing that to distract yourself, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. and I still do it to this day. I know it. It's like if you have a passion for something, um, and it takes your mind off things, you can just train for hours and hours. But um, obviously, the way things are now, you can't get as much in. Um, but I suppose you could always you could always stand in the gym and pretend the bag is the guy that did it to you. I suppose and take out some yeah. of the frustration, take out some of the frustration yeah, 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 gear on. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah, that's what you do. But, um, I mean, it's it, it, as I say now, or just kind of getting all my life. Uh, yeah. Things are going and it, good. I have a good. I, I have a, a good job, and um, I actually work with uh, artistic children. I do skill transport, and um, the guy I work for, and um, he's very good to me. Good. I'm Kieran. I'm, I'm delighted you've turned your life around. I, I'm delighted things are going better yeah. for you. And I know, you know, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. I understand that, and it's always there. Never goes away. Yeah, every, never. And and never. you know, we all have things in our mind that that probably will never ever go away. But we try our best to get on with our lives, and we've only got eighty years on this planet. 
And unfortunately, some of us are given setbacks in life that will make life a little bit more difficult for us to get through. But when you think about it, when you've only got the 80 years, you want to get to that 82nd year where we all pop our clogs and look back and say, I had the best time I could, even though I had some bad times. I, I, I was able to I was able to put that away and I was able to enjoy the good times as well. You know what I mean? And you've got a good job now. You've got a good boss by the sounds of things. You've got right. people on your side. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the job we do, we, we uh, do school transport for our children. There's more and care. Um, I'd have to crawl out of bed uh, with a back injury. And like, I said to myself, uh, I text my boss and I said, listen, I'm not going to make it. And then I'd say, give me a, a minute. And I said, if I don't get up and get out and get these, these children out of school, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever I have to do, I'll do it. But um, now, uh, as I say, you know, the, the situation where there's, there's no work, there's no James, there's nothing. It's, it's tough. It's very, I, yeah, it's I know, and I know. And this, for, for people like you, by the way, who have had these things in the back of their mind a lot, these times where you're out of work at the moment, to no fault of your own, through COVID or whatever, or limited amount of work for a lot of people at the moment, it is a time sometimes to reflect on things maybe that they shouldn't be reflecting on, if you know what I mean, where your your mind is kind of open to, to thinking about things because you're, it is a depressing time for everybody. And I, and I get that, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's very, very tough. Yeah. It, it is. Well, well, look, you know, as I said, always, I know you said you like to deal with things in your own career, but I would urge you, if ever you you know you you kind of feel that you need to talk to somebody, don't hesitate ever to talk to people because yeah, it's well, really it's, important. It's, 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 it's I do I try and deal with things myself. Mm. Um, I'm a bit like you. I try and deal with things on my own. Now, thankfully, I have a wonderful partner who's very supportive, but I do try to deal with things on my own sometimes, uh, yeah. and I always have. But in, in saying that, it is good to talk to people. I was in a very difficult situation four years ago. And yeah. it's public knowledge, I mentioned it, where I stood on Hoth Head at four, three o'clock in the morning. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for um, a woman that I know very, very well. She's a really good friend of mine. Um, and I called her and I spent about three or four hours on the phone. She volunteered to even three or four o'clock in the morning to get out of her bed, drive 40 miles to where I was. Uh, but in the end, anyway, we had a good conversation. But I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that individual. So that's how important talking to somebody is. Yeah, you know, and, and just letting somebody else know your problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have one good friend, and um, I think he's listening now, and he's like he, he's he's good. He's, he's very supportive. Like, I, I've told him what happened. I try and tell other people. Like, people say, like, as I say, when people look and say, this, that, this, "There's something wrong with him." You know, this didn't mm. happen. You know? This did happen. This is real. Oh yeah, I don't I don't doubt it for a minute. And I think yeah. anybody our age, Kieran. You're, if I remember, you're the same age as me. Anybody our right. age will remember what they were like and what these evil monsters were like, these so-called school teachers, these so-called people of God, what they were like. Many of them were absolute and utter animals. And it's, I, 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 someone just uh, said, I think it was on your side, like, why do people do mass? I mean, I, I am religious. I, I, I do pray and stuff like that, but I, I wouldn't go near the church unless, unless really... Unless I wanted to say some prayers, but yeah. um, you know, to trust anybody now, it's just so hard. Well, your belief and your respect for God has nothing to do with these individuals. These individuals claim to be messengers of God. They weren't. No, they weren't. No, no they're animals. Yeah, as far absolutely. as they're them to, to do that to the likes of me. And another, I mean, one other uh, friend in the class, and he contacted me recently, and he's an officer. He, like he said, Karen, I need to see you. But he's, he's just drinking 
it's just really and, and that's what happened to to a lot, no, particularly yeah. young men. They they turned yeah. to alcohol. Yeah, I said, listen, you can take all you want. I said, when you wake up in the morning, the problem's going to still be there. We can meet, have a coffee, and have a chat about alcohol. Won't start to say drink doesn't start their problems. Yeah, so I, I haven't heard from the system. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Your line is breaking up a little bit here on there. Sorry, I did. yeah. Well, look, well, look here on. I wish you well, all right, and I'm and I'm de- I'm delighted to talk to you. Although it obviously isn't in the best circumstances, but I'm delighted to talk to you. And all I'd say to you is always reach out to talk to somebody. You know, don't don't try, always try and keep it to yourself. And I know that sometimes it's easier to deal with things on your own. You want to deal with them on your own. You want to just go to a quiet room and deal with them on your own. But maybe yeah. reach out a little bit more and talk to other people. And. I do. And look, and the more, and to be honest with you, like everything else in this country between mother and baby homes, Magdalene laundries, the more we hear about it in the media and the more we talk about it, the more that we get justice and the more that it's dealt with. I hope other people um, like myself that were, that think that happen, I hope they get on. And and thanks very much again for letting me get down and tell my story. Just just before you go, can I just mention my uh, boss there, I'm going to work for from Bushfire. Yeah. One nice guy. Yeah. Very good. What's his What's his name? What's his name? Gareth. 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 And, and what's yeah. What's the name of the company? Yeah. Oh, you're break, You're breaking up again. I need, I need to hear this, Kieran. Oh yeah, yeah. Gareth. Gareth owns Busfire Dublin. One nice guy. All right. One nice fella. All right. Well, oh, so he yeah. does, he deserves an award for being a, a good friend as a good as well as a good boss. One nice fella. One nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be last round. Thanks. Thanks very much, Will. All right, thanks well, thank you, to, and thank you to Gareth as well, by the way, for looking after you, yeah. all right? Yeah. Listen, thanks very much, Nathan. I really appreciate it, Kieran. Thanks. thanks. All right, thanks, see you, all right. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Gosh, all right, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Maybe you've been in that situation in school where you were not just sexually, but physically. A lot of people were just physically abused. Unfortunately, Kieran was sexually abused as well, but many people were just physically abused. And by the way, we will give out some numbers if you want to talk to somebody. I always tell people, reach out and talk to somebody. It's really, really important. Don't keep it to yourself, all right? The number is 87 Robbie, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Robbie? Not bad, Noel. How are you? Good, Robbie. I mean, we are, the reason we got into this was yesterday we asked the question, you know, after the mother and baby home last week and after the fact that the government said, you know, there may be criminal proceedings against some of the perpetrators of the injustices against women and children in those homes, that I was suggesting that, well, should there also be equally, you know, criminal proceedings against the teachers and Christian brothers who basically beat people senseless for years. Yeah, and like, excuse the French, but some of them were sadistic bastards. And there's no other way of saying it about them, well, you know, mm. based on radio or not. Because uh, the school I went to now, I have to say, it was more than the primary school, because I went to secondary school in 84. I'm about 10 years younger than yourself. But it was more than the primary school that I've seen it. Yeah, because, uh, well, in 1982, it was out, well... Yeah. Corporal punishment was outlawed. Mind you, it still went on for another four or oh, five did. years after that, yeah. It did, it did, yeah. But it certainly was more prevalent now, I have to be honest, when I was in... Uh, yeah, the 70s, years. yeah. Yeah, so that would have been um, 77 till about 84, you know. Okay. But there was a couple of brothers over there. Now, one was a bad, bad egg, you know. And he had, as you mentioned yesterday, the botha. The botha, that's right. Up. They called it the botha, yeah. Yeah, it was... For people who don't know what it was, it was kind of like, you know, the old wooden chairs and there was no foil. The dowels. Kind of wood. The dowel, yeah, it was a dowel yeah, out dowel. of a cot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically like that. Was, and it was about half the size of that. But this fella used to bring it up to the top of the class and he'd hit you and he'd go, ooh, that was a good one. You know? Oh, yeah, he got, he got pleasure out of yeah. it, yeah. And he was going, oh, to yourself, that was a good one. That was a good one. And you could see him just trying to hit you harder. If you weren't making and they, and they would hold your wrist. Now, you've got to remember, yeah, you're a little child wrist, yeah. and they're a man, yeah. you know what I mean, a grown man. Yeah. And they would hold your wrist tight to make sure that your hand was perfectly yeah. steady. 
So you couldn't pull your hand away? Because you remember that whole thing about pulling your hand away? You know? Yeah, and like these these fellas were strong, like, you know? And uh, there was another fella now, he was notorious in the school I went, and my father even told me about him. Well, he used to go down the schoolyard with the big letter. And uh, he used to just get kids who were, how bothered he say, well, they were 10-year-old kids being 10-year-old kids, you know, jumping on each other, messing. They stand you in the middle of the yard and letter you. And if you had shorts on, you get it across the legs as well. You know, that this fellow was about six foot three. Yeah, no, I know. I, I remember, I mean, when I was in secondary school, in around the same time you were in primary school, I was in secondary school from 1975 up to 79 or so. And there was yeah. this guy who was a Christian brother. And he got so much, it, it, there was, he was so passionate about beating you that I yeah. always remember the expression on his face. His tongue would stick out. Again, yeah, he'd, be, yeah. he'd really get into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of bring the shoulder back and then whip it down on top mm. of your hand, like, you know. Yeah. And, like, and your man, as I said, he's kind of making that, you know, like that, uh, ooh, that was yeah. a good one, you know. And, and like, this, this other brother, he, this fellow, he used to walk around, if you were kind of walking into the class as the bell went, he'd come up, and, like, he'd a pair of hands, like, I would use as a JCB, and the clatter he'd hit fellas at the back of the head. We're seeing you up the stone flying across the floor when this fella hit him a clatter. What are you doing now with your class? And the bell is literally wrong. Yeah. You know, he was a bad, bad, bad pill, you know. But, like, I mean, over the years, that um, my mother was even telling me, you know, I never had much dealing with the nuns, but she was saying that they were just... They were equally as bad, yeah. Yeah, she was saying they were vinegar. You know, they were vinegar. And they, they do a lot of uh, mental stuff. They used to be... She said to me, they knew who they were looking for. They knew which ones to pick on, which ones to get away with. You know, the, the broken family or the, the family that the, the parents wouldn't say anything or, you know. Yeah, yeah they, were, they, they weren't adhering to the rules of God, so to speak. Yeah, the, yeah and they knew which, which families not to touch with. Because if I touch that child, the father is bound to come down here to knock seven bells out of me. You know that kind of thing? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was some, especially the brothers, like, in fairness, I had some, some great teachers, and I still talk to a couple of them every now and again when I meet them. Like lay teachers, if you want to call them. Well, okay, what, what do you say to the argument? And, and leaving aside Kieran's story, because obviously, you know, Kieran was very badly yeah. abused and sexually abused, apart from anything else. Awful, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But what do you say to the argument for people who said, you know, who got a few slaps in school or got a few clatters, and they say, yeah, sure, didn't do me any harm? That's, that's not good enough. You know, like, that didn't do me any harm. Some, some girls and fellas got absolute point. Well, yeah. Point. I mean, they got absolutely battered. And not only did they get battered, they were absolutely petrified of going into school. You shouldn't be petrified the first morning with your new school bag and your lunch being put in your lunchbox. It's a new start in life, and it's, isn't it brilliant? It should, yeah, it should be, later, school should be a good place to go to. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, and then a couple of years later, you're getting seven be- shades of shite knocked out of you by some sadistic pig because he, he didn't get the life that he wanted, maybe, or she didn't get the life that she, And uh, as my mother says, a lot of them were made go into the priesthood of course they did yeah. by their family because it was a it was a proud to be a family that had somebody in the priesthood or the Christian brothers well, they, they say there was a lot of there was a lot of gay men went into the priesthood they and, said that, and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and you know and by the way I'm, I'm not suggesting because, just because they were gay that's what they were doing I'm just saying that that was the, the story because a lot of gay yeah. men went into it because they were trying to repress their sexuality and yeah. and then these these men were they were frustrated yeah. They were frustrated in every shape or form, you know, because yeah. they, it wasn't probably really the life they wanted, but they were stuck with this life and this, you know, this life of celibacy, this life of, what well, I, I don't know, whatever it was. And I, I think there was a huge amount of frustration involved in, in there was, what I they think did. There was a, there was a, and they took it out well on that, kids. Yeah, it was, a, it was a feeding ground for paedophiles as well because they knew exactly what they were going into. Yeah, there was paedophiles in there. There was, there was yeah. everything in there. You I mean, know if, 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 and by the way, I mean, and there was straight, straight men as well. Of course, well, look, there was some great people in there as well. Don't get me wrong, like, before anybody thinks that 
there wasn't any good people in there. There was. I met some great Christian brothers yep. in there yeah. as well at the time. But um, if anybody, look, I always remember watching a song for a raggy boy. This that would uh, somebody uh, mentioned that in the text actually <laughs> a few minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, and um, another one that would be the what was it the one about Boston? That's very good as well about the paedophile priest in Boston. Spotlight. That's brilliant as well to watch that. But I mean, like there, there was there was a. There was a talk that at the time there was a paedophile ring going around and he knew exactly what they were doing. And then when they were found out, it wasn't that they were kind of saying, oh my God, what are you doing? Don't be doing that. It's kind of like moved them on from yeah. somewhere else. And they were allowed. So it was well, well, the same, right? well, yes. Well, the same thing went on with the clergy as well. You know, when they were found out, they were just moved to a different yeah. parish. You know what I mean? Because... And yeah, you're right. I mean, the same thing would have happened in the Christian Brothers schools. If a, if a brother got a bit out of hand and a few parents start giving out about him, should we just move him to another school? Exactly. And that fellow I was talking about, the big six-foot fella, he was a bastard. Yeah. And he got moved on a couple of times. And he was a sadistic pig, he was. And like he, he and that other fellow with his bother, he just enjoyed him, kids. Like, well, well, do me a favor, stay there because I want to go to Maria as well. Maria, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Maria? Hi, Niall. How are you? Maria, I mean, listening to people's stories, well, I mean, I have my own stories because obviously I went to school at the same time, but it was terrible what happened to children. The way they were treated. Yes, it was awful. Um, And it was just accepted by everyone. You know, you didn't go home and tell your your family or your parents or that you'd been beaten by the nun because you'd probably get a wallop around the back of the leg. Because they'd be wondering why, yeah, what did you you do wrong to deserve it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they they were pretty unpleasant. And when I went to school, I was only with them for four years, thankfully. But in that four years, as I say, they made me sit on my left hand so I could learn to write with my right Because hand. you were left-handed, which was considered, yes, I was yeah. I was. Yeah, you were considered to be the devil, of course, because only the devil worked with his left hand. <laughs> well, that wasn't that, wasn't that the religious theory, that only the devil worked with his left hand? So that's why yeah. You, yeah, you, you couldn't use your left hand. You were well, a child of yeah. the devil. Wasn't it something that the angels sat on the right hand side of the Lord? Some, the yeah, there was oh, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you had to use your right hand. Yeah, so they, and by the way, this is a story that came up a lot yesterday. And Ashling was telling me as well. Now, she wasn't made to do it, but she was left-handed too. She says, God, imagine if I was around at that time. But yeah, they made children. They used to tie their hand behind their back or tie it to their leg or something like that to stop them using their left hand, which was bizarre. Yeah. Well, I never seen that. Well, I'm a lefty Noel. Oh, I never seen that. Did you know? Okay, all right. No, okay, well, but, I, no, I, I, I think the nuns are more responsible for that, to be honest yes. with you. Well, it was it was the Sisters of Mercy, yeah, <laughs> um, that did it. And in fact, they, my own mother, who had been at the same convent some twenty odd years before, she had lost the nail on her one of her. I can't remember whether it's right or left hand. It's it's only semantics at the end of the day. And she got a wallop from one of the nuns who was still teaching in my day with a ruler, and she lost oh. her nail. Oh, God. And it never, ever grew back properly. And to the day she died, it was still like that. And nobody seemed to think there was anything wrong with that in those days. No, it was just seemingly acceptable for, for grown acceptable. adults to beat children. Well, the thing was also, don't, I, I can only speak for my own family, but I know that every, pretty much it was across the board. People were terrified of the church in whatever form it took, whether it was the nun, yeah. the priest, whatever. The family... Oh, yeah couldn't go in and complain. The idea well, they they the couldn't. So, say that again, um, Robbie. The rules were an iron fist. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They oh, well, they, they made the rules. But but you moved then back to England in 1969, or you moved to England in 1969. I moved to, to England in 65. Okay. I was four years with the nuns, roughly. Yeah. And um, when, I st- when I started school in England, 
I could not believe the difference. Now, it was all, it was teachers. There was no, I wasn't in a... You were lay teachers, yeah. Yeah, lay, it wasn't, you know, it was just a, a church of England school. But I couldn't believe the difference, the way we were treated. And, you know, if you got something wrong, and in the early days in England, I was under, I was under a lot of pressure for various reasons, and I wasn't quite the sort of academic um, that I could have been. And I knew if it was wrong, and I'd be waiting for the teacher to come thundering down the, the row of desks to give you a wallop. And but it, never it didn't happen. No. Never. And, you know, my whole, and I spent from the years of nine to 16 in school in England, I was never, ever physically abused. And was that, was that just the school you were in in England? No, or, or was, it was the norm. It was, it was the norm. The, okay, now, okay. You, there was always a fear of the cane. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, probably the boys' schools probably got... You were sent to the principal's office, yeah. Charge. And you were sent to, or you were, the, I mean, the worst thing that could happen to you was you were sent to the principal, you sat outside the office in, uh, in a queue. <laughs> that that, I have that vision in my head of like four or five lads all sitting outside the principal's office <laughs> in a queue. And like, I'm, it's almost like people going to jail. What are you in for? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, I went to an all girls school um, for five years. Yeah. And again, there was always, you know, I don't, I don't once I remember. Um, a girl getting the cane once in five years. And I mean, it was the talk of the school. So it was, a, yeah, it was the last it was resort. So unusual. Yeah, it was the last but resort. I have to say, this particular girl had pushed the headmistress into the swimming pool. Okay. She possibly deserved it. <laughs> right, okay. So you would have to do something pretty bad. Gross misconduct, oh, so to that's speak. The point well, I'm Maria, I'm, d- I'm delighted to hear that it wasn't the norm uh, in 1969 uh, in the UK from what, from your experience, certainly. But certainly it seemed to be the norm over here. Maria, thank you for sharing your story with us and thanks as well to Robbie. Uh, keep texting. The number is 8 A lot of people texting in, by the way. Nala went to a horrendous time. I had a teacher who had a stick with a nail in it. A nail! Oh, my God. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about the parents who beat teachers? Parents who beat... Te- I wasn't very familiar with parents going around beating teachers. Um, I'm not familiar with that story. Maybe you could enlighten us a little bit. Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon, now. James, as a man of God, um, when I say a man of God, certainly a follower of God, it must be difficult for you to listen. And I, and I respect your religion, but the people that were messengers of your religion uh, going back, you know, going back some 30, 40 years ago, it must be difficult to listen to all the stories of mother and baby homes. And now we're talking about this, the, the, the physical abuse in schools. It's difficult to listen to that, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes, of course it is, uh, Niall. I went to school in the 50s, as you can imagine. It was mm. even tougher in those days. Yeah. And a lot of knocking about. But um, of all the schooling I got, two national schools and the... Secondary school, I, I had lay teachers and presentation brothers in the secondary school. I found the lay teachers to be worse now, in my personal experience. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, the first lay Some teacher I had was I was four years old, Mrs. K. And uh, first day I was in there, I was new to it, obviously, now it's coming straight from home. There was no preschool in those days. So uh, I was chatting away, like you said, a bit of a chatterbox. And uh, next thing I was dragged out of the seat and battered around the class by her. She was a 40-year-old married woman now. Yeah. And she was, you know, she warned me, you don't speak when I, uh, unless I tell you to speak, J- Sonny Jim. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. I was in shock now. I never got such a belting in all my life. And right. that was the start. And did, you, did your parents hit you? Ah, my father would have given me a clip all right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm just saying, was it something that we 
kind of accepted as children, you know, going up, you know, up to the, the end of the 1970s. Is that something that children just accepted, that they get a hiding off their man and dad, a hiding off their teachers in school as well? Oh, yes, and it is. I would never have gone home to, to my father and told her about that, because he'd just say, oh, well, James, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And would you say you must have done something wrong in the first place? Oh, yes, there yes, a fair yes, play to her. They knew what was going on now, because they went through it themselves. Yeah, but you know, James, now, if you found out that your grandchildren, you have grandchildren, haven't you? Yes, yes. Yeah, if one of your grandchildren got a slap off a teacher now, you wouldn't be long about going up to the school, or, the, or their parents wouldn't no, be long about going to school. It was, a, it was a, uh, heavy. They wouldn't get it anyway now, because they wouldn't be allowed. No. But uh, see, I think the pendulum is too much the opposite direction now. But just to go back to what happened to that lady there in England, you know, now. Yeah. Uh, in England in the 50s, when I was growing up in the 60s, if you were the son of a prime minister, the son of a uh, 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 cabinet minister, you were sent to Eton or Harrow now, mm-hmm. which were prestigious private boarding schools. And the regime there would be nothing uh, compared to what I got now. To be far more severe. And these were the sons of... There you, you were sent to the master, the discipline master, where your pants was taken down, huh? and mm-hmm. your underwear, you were kneeled over a stool, and you got the rod across the bare buttocks. Oh, but when did that all stop? Up to what year would that have stopped? Well, uh, I'd say probably maybe late 60s, probably now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, that was the regime there. Also, of course, you were as a nine-year-old... But, I, but I, don't, I don't ever understand... I can't understand, for example, when I got a hiding, say, when I was, say, 10 years of age in primary school off this particular school teacher, right... And you get a few, you get slaps with the bottle. This you used to have the rod out of a, a cot, you know, the, the yes. kind of dell. And he'd whack you a few times with that. He had it sprayed black actually because he had a name for it. He, get, he actually that's how that's how mad yes. this guy was. He had a name for it, or, or he'd grab you by the ear, or pull you around the class, or humiliate you in some way. What man in his forties or fifties thinks it's okay to do that to a child at any time? in our lives. what You know what I mean? I mean, if we go back 30 years ago, it still wasn't right to do that. They must have known what they were doing was, was wrong. But you must remember, uh, Niall, when he was being raised, that's exactly what he got in school. It's exactly, mm. maybe even worse than you got. Yeah. That's how they were heard. And when they were taught in, tra- in t- training college, they were taught how to use the stick and to keep discipline in your class. That's how they were trained. Now today, of course, all these teachers are trained in child psychology. So, as you said yourself before, now we cannot transfer back society today as it is fifty years ago. Now. So we, we can't we can't look back with twenty twenty lenses on. We can't yes, look yes. back at the nineteen sixties and seventies. You often said yourself, I, well, I think, society yeah, but I think we can in, to some and degree, and we get better educated. And what and, and we what learn and we learn. Yes, I'm not won't be accepted in twenty years time now. I I do accept that. So then, by that thinking, then if you were to think like that all of the time, and I do think like that some of the time. Um, but when it comes to certain things, like, for example, in relation to the mother and baby homes or the Magdalene laundries, we do have to look back and say what we did to those people because they're still alive was wrong. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, every every part of society has to take their share of the blame. Mm-hmm. And the, the state must take a share of the blame because... Uh, they allowed it to happen, yes. Yeah. ...is to look after girls or boys when they get in trouble. If the parents are not capable of doing it and don't want to do it, they're next in line to do it. And they fail badly now. They passed the book onto the Catholic Church. Well, do, well, do me a favour, stay there for a second, because I want to go to Sai as well before we went to the break. Sai, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Sai? Hi, Lonnie. How are you? Good, Sai. Um, I mean, were you physically abused? Physically and mentally. But I don't buy the... I don't buy the thing that, oh, it's the way they were reared and all this and, and this, that and the other, because if you were physically and mentally abused in a school um, or a home or anything like that, then that, that naturally means you're going to do the exact same things. And people don't, i.e. like myself, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, I think it all depends on human nature as well. 
and how that human being is as a person. But the physical abuse, I think, in the schools, I finished school in 1986. Um, and I'll never forget that uh, was a corporal punishment was balanced a few years earlier. Yeah, but 80, 82, but mind you, it did still yeah. happen for a few years yeah, after. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, it happened right up to when I left school. I mean, I was very disappointed. I met a teacher. Um, I won't mention any names, but I... Cause I I'd rather you didn't, just in, just in case yeah, they're still alive. No, I won't. I wouldn't do that. Um, I wouldn't give them he, the pleasure of taking a case no, against me. <laughs> he had a great thing where he'd dig his hand into your chest and twist your skin right around and look into your eyes and hoped that you would cry or flinch in pain or something like that. And he used to, he used to bloody hurt, mm. but I'd never give in to him. But the thing was, I met him, she's um, 10, my daughter was 20, was, yeah, 15 years later, and he was still teaching um, after 86, and he was very, very disappointed that he still couldn't do that again. I felt like giving him a box in the jaw. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, because they, they, we, we yeah. took away, what happened with those teachers who were there for mm. the transition period is, we took away their power. Yeah, because that was that was essentially, and James, I think you would agree, that was their power, wasn't it? That if, yeah, it was. if, if they couldn't get you to learn, they'd beat you. Well, yeah. the thing is now, you know, you have to remember that there were some people who were never meant to be teachers now. They were, well, not, they were sure. not ever right. meant to be teachers. But I had the good fortune to meet several of the teachers who were very, very good teachers now. Yeah, no, no, I, I mean, I did mention that. Oh, yes, yeah, I, had, I had some very good teachers, too. And I, I, I remember even uh, mm. Gay Byrne and Pat Kenny, who both went to the same school, which is Sing Street CBS. Mm-hmm. And they spoke very uh, warmly about their school days and the great education they got from that school because, as you know, they were both highly educated men now. Yeah. And uh, so everybody had different experiences now. But I would, I would hate to put a, a brush across all teachers or even all brothers now because they no. were very good. No, 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 there were, there were some good. Yeah. There's no doubt there were some that were, cared. Sorry, Sai, go ahead. Yeah, but as I was saying, you see, I had it from both ends because when I was small, I was in home for a while um, in Dublin and uh, called Madonna House. That's closed down now. So I, 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 somebody was talking about Madonna House there yeah, last week. Yeah, I seen some very. My brother actually got his teeth cut through his tongue because he wouldn't eat fish. They so slammed his head off the table, and that wasn't any religious. That was a lay person. Yeah, but I went when 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 we got out and all that and blah blah. I remember one of the worst things that ever, and I. I'll, I'll be honest about it. Last year, I had to go to a certain organisation in Dublin that that helps you um, deal with things, and it took me fifty odd years to do it. Um, and part of that was I remember a thing in school where I had a young teacher, and um, she was a young teacher. And what she'd do is, if you were bad, she'd take you into a private room, a room. She'd strip you naked, put girls' clothes on you. Oh my! And I'll never forget, I mean, this sounds funny because I hated, you know, you know those patent shoes and all that, same everywhere. And she put you right, she stands you up in front of the whole class and all the class would laugh at you. And so just to like, humiliate you, of course. To yeah, humiliate yeah. you. And I think physical, like I'm a pretty strong guy, so if you got it at home in them days, which you did, you got it in school, so you think, jeez, oh, you know, it would hurt you. But physical, but I think mental things stay with you more as you go, as you go through life. And then even... Even in secondary school, tech, there was a teacher who despised me. And what he'd do is he'd give me detention sometimes. You know, they call it detention now. Yes, of course. Yeah, at school. lunch, he'd take me into the shower, 
you'd have to strip naked and he'd watch you taking a shower and say, this will cool you down, a cold shower. Oh, my. Um, that's, that aside, that's, they're, they're, that's, that, I mean, that's sexual abuse, apart from anything. So you're getting sexual pleasure, obviously, these clowns wear out of that. Sai and, and James, I, I have to wrap it up. I do apologise, Sai, for cutting you short, but I do have to go into a break. I do apologise to everybody, by the way, who didn't get on the air today. So many people wanted to get on. By the way, if you need to talk to somebody in relation to anything that we've talked about on the show today, you can contact 104.ie uh, or their phone number is 0166 24070 or you can contact the Samarathons at 116123 Real people Real opinions Real talk radio The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show Classic hit.